0: Hello, this is Joshua Bell with the kilt in the Cloth. This was my sermon from March 21st, 2021. I hope you enjoy. God bless. My scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 20-33. If you'd like to follow along as I read aloud and found in your pew Bibles in the New Testament section on page 101. Now, is my soul troubled? And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others had said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. May God bless the reading of God's holy scripture. Amen. Now it's important to mention that this gospel lesson begins with the mention of certain Greeks. That's how it starts off. God-fearers or Jewish proselytes who have arrived for Passover. (coughs) Their request to Philip is to meet Jesus. Now Philip tells Andrew and together they tell Jesus and Jesus' response seems at first rather ambiguous and even unconnected to the encounter. But the interpreter will note that here Jesus offers the image of a seed planted and dying in the ground yet producing many more seeds. The passage could suggest an expanding vision that breaks beyond race and nationality and even geographical boundaries and following that Jesus continues his call to self-denial and service to the gaining of eternal life. You get to hear a voice from heaven and the voice from heaven confirms Jesus' speech which he says was meant for those around him and then the passage closes With Jesus' allusion to being lifted up from the earth and drawing all people, including Greeks, to himself. Now, for most of us, as we read this, we don't really think a whole lot about it. But there's a whole lot of sociological things taking place here in the Gospel of John. And there are some prominent players, which we don't hear about a lot in the Synoptic Gospels. We get to hear about Philip and Andrew. In the synoptic gospels, we hear about them, but the the two that we hear about that's not Peter the most is going to be who? James and John. In the synoptic gospels, we hear about James and John all the time. But here you are in the gospel of John, and he lifts up two Greeks. This is important, you see. Jesus called two Greek people to be one of his followers. Now you could be Greek and Jewish, it's not that big of a deal, but the fact that they were from Greece is the point that they're making. And on top of that, the Greeks approach Philip and Andrew, because they would not be able to approach the Hebrews, and the Hebrews would not acknowledge them. So out of the 12 disciples, here you have Philip and Andrew, who are classified as Greek here in the Gospel of John kind of a big deal. For those of you that don't know, Andrew's kind of a big deal for us in the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. On our, even on our chalice, our big cup that you see, there's a cross on that cross, on that chalice. It, it's not the not-drinking cup, by the way. It's literally the cross of St. Andrew, who happens to be the patron saint of Scotland, Which our founders, guess what country they came from? There you go. Which means that they're perfect in all aspects of their life. (laughs) But even in that aspect, here you have Philip and Andrew who, who mean a lot to us, but we don't get to hear a lot about. And they're the ones that pass the word on to Jesus. And then Jesus uses them to pass the word on to others. He crosses all of the societal boundaries by doing this. It's important to notice that they figure prominently in Jesus' first week in the Gospel of John, as well in his last week in the Gospel of John. Philip and Andrew are Greek names, and their own town, Bethsaida, was a Greek-influenced, cosmopolitan town. Now, Greek seekers approach two Greek-named disciples who in turn inform Jesus and who in turn makes a powerful boundary-breaking statement when he says, this is the part I hope you all caught, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified and I will draw all people to myself. <coughs> he goes past the boundary. All people to myself. Imagine what that means to the people, the hearers of the gospel of John. You see, by the time that John was written, we know that it was written much, much later than the synoptics. Now we've started to have church and institutional life and the people that are hearing this are hearing, God even loves me. Even if I am a Greek. Even if I'm not Greek. Maybe I'm Egyptian, but God loves even me It's important to recognize there's a theological statement taking place here about the sequential existence of our life life then death but in this story he reverses the order of death and it comes before life it's a seed he says right that is buried before growth which is Curious that the source of our hope is Jesus' and through our service uh, uh, you know like a form of dying to self others gain life and are enriched it's important for us to recognize that there's a, a cross boundary thing that's taking place here one of the weird things about growing up as a Navy brat is, is that my mom and dad always told us that when we would move to another base or we'd go to another place, that, that we were to embrace the culture. It got annoying. I'm just going to say it. It's, it's For example, my sister and, and her husband are in Japan right now because he's in the Navy. And my brother was born on the 21st, which is today. Well, according to my sister and my brother, because we're in a different time zone, he was born yesterday. And so Adam, in his mind, is celebrating his birthday for 48 hours. There's this weird thing that comes with going to different places around the world. And you all know, I've had a weird life. I've been all over the world. And in the aspect of it, you come into this new place and you come as, as, as you are, as in my case, a Southeastern Oklahoman. It made it really weird when we went to Japan and we walk in there and I say, okay, mom, where do we get a cheeseburger? And then find out they had McDonald's in Japan. It was really great, except for they cooked the fries in fish oil back in the 80s. It was awful. All of a sudden you find yourself going in there and my mom and dad would never ever let me say, well, because I'm an American, when we're in a different place. It was about, here we are in your home. Tell us about you. And the goal wasn't to figure out what was different between us. The goal was to find out what was similar between us. Because the goal is to build bridges, not to tear them down. Not to say, just because I am this, you should be that. Exactly, in the same way that Jesus is talking to the Greeks. He's building a bridge. A bridge that hasn't been built. A conversation that says all people are welcome in the presence of God. How many of you guys remember that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Uh, It's okay, you can admit it. I know it's been a while, but it's a really funny movie. And in that movie, it's it's really funny because you've got a Greek family and a a not-a-Greek family. And the Greek Orthodox do things a whole different way for worship. And the Protestants, which we never really, I think they call them Presbyterians at some point, they have to join together in matrimony because these two people fall in love. And you've got the stereotypical Greek dad that's trying to prove that everything that we say in English comes from Greek, which it did. And then he does the thing with the Windex, which my dad does with Arid Extra Dry. If you don't remember the movie, Windex can cure everything. Oh, you fell down and broke your leg? Spray some Windex on it. Oh, you got bit by a fiddleback spider? Spray some Windex on it. My dad does that with Arid Extra Dry. So for me, it was this weird connection between the movie and somebody that has nothing with us except that we all draw breath into this idea where we get jo- joined together. You see, the story in the, My Big Fat Greek Wedding is, is about the connection of someone's heart and soul, right? They loved each other in spite of their differences. Now there's a lot of, theories about the significance of Jesus' death as a bridge-building experience. First off, there's the death on the cross as Jesus as a sacrifice, or Jesus as a ransom payment, or Jesus as the moral example. Hmm. You start to see where there's two different, very different parties who are brought together for a common cause. It's a marriage in the movie. Think about all the funerals that you've attended where they've come from many, many different backgrounds. And here we are to celebrate this one person's life. There's a lot of things about building bridges that is interesting for our culture. We find ourselves in a time of church post-pandemic, in my opinion. I know that we're still in the midst of it and still in some of the lesser throes of it. But one of the things that took place in the midst of this pandemic was the moment when we shut down, right? Church still continued, but not having physical people here made us prioritize what we found that was important in the name of God. I don't know if you all remember what it was like last February. But the church gets stuck in a minutia of doing things. Why? Because, well, we have to do them. It's obligated. We have to have meetings to have meetings. We have to find things to do. Because, well, if we're, we're not doing anything, then we're not an active church. If anything from the pandemic has proven that that's not true. All of a sudden, you start to see the priorities Of our community in Perry focusing in on the things that were definitely important to us and I was hoping that people would see that we weren't naming and claiming those experiences. Let me give you an example. When it first happened and we knew that the kids weren't going to be able to go back to school, the conversation became right off the bat. How do we feed our babies? Because a lot of these kids not because the parents are bad but because of the circumstances that they find themselves in are going to struggle to feed them for five days a week and our school system found it extremely important did you see anybody standing up in front and say oh this was the Perry school districts job the other thing that was really important to us is as this started to happen We wanted to find a way that all of a sudden the ministers put aside all of our differences. Of theology, of practice, the practices in worship. And we said, okay, we got one job. (laughs) That's to be the image of Christ. You know, the beautiful part about this, even though it's hard for us to see beauty in the midst of the pandemic, is that for the first time you saw the body of Christ working together together. In the name of Christ only. You started to see churches work together that normally would never work together. And you see them put aside their differences and say, here we are to be the image of Christ. Someone has died, it becomes our job to take care of them. Someone needs food, it becomes our job. Notice I say our, I'm pointing at you. There's three more pointed right back at me. To feed them. We have people that are losing their homes and not being able to pay their bills. It becomes our job to take care of it. Why? Because God doesn't say only the Christian church disciples of Christ and Perry. It says for all people. But for the first time in my existence, we saw, in my opinion, what the body of Christ can look like doesn't mean that we can't be different, right? It doesn't mean that what they're doing down the street or over this way is wrong. It just means that in this place, this group of people have felt the presence of God, but it doesn't mean that this is the only place. The only thing that connects us together, which should precede every aspect of description, is the phrase that Jesus used. Now is the time that I have come. Now is the time that I have come and from one comes many. If you need proof, look at his own disciples. Philip and Andrew were Greek. That's not cool to a Hebrew's world have to remember that when Hellenism began in 300 BCE, all of a sudden everything changed. The official language became Greek. The Hebrew's own language was deemed illegal. They were no longer allowed to write in their own native language. The only place that survived was the Torah that were found in synagogues. Because everything changed to Greek. here in the midst of the 12 Jesus isn't building up boundaries Jesus is building up bridges Philip and Andrew begin their ministries as well as Peter, James John from one comes many there's a lot of risks I know this I know that there's a lot of risks when we start working together and we start to try to be the many, right? Because what happens is you start to lose bits and pieces of your identity. I'm a fifth generation Christian church Disciples of Christ pastor. Tell me I don't understand that. I didn't know that there was a difference (laughs) growing up for my friends that went to school with me. Because as I was being brought up, my mom and dad said, it's important for you to embrace the culture as to the things that are similar, not the things that are different. And I think for the first time that you have proof that that can work. In the midst of all the pain and the suffering that we all seem to have felt in the last year, you have proof now that from one comes many. we put aside all of the risks we allowed the change to be led by God in the name of Jesus Christ and even as a church we have found that there are some things that we used to do that don't make any sense and they're not necessary when we feel called by God and it's it's uncomfortable because you feel as though you're doing something wrong but if we are a no book but the Bible, a no creed but Christ, and using unity as our polar star as an example of who we are as the Christian church disciples of Christ, we have to conclude with Jesus' word to Greeks, to Jews, to those of us in 2021 that I will draw all people To myself. Now. Is the hour. Now. Is the time. From one. Comes many. In the name of the Father. The Son. And the Holy Spirit. Amen.